0: Hi everyone, in this episode I chat with lovely Bulgarian entrepreneur Alexandrina Ikonomova. She is founder of Boligo, which aims to deliver high quality supplements for women. In this chat we talk about her father's strict upbringing, which paid off, the bizarre yet lucrative job she had as a dancer during her teens, and how she's growing her startup. I got a lot of good parenting ideas from this fun conversation and I think you'll like it. Let's dive in. Hey, you're listening to Innovators Can Laugh, the fun startup podcast. I'm your host, Eric Milcher. On ICO, we interview an innovative entrepreneur in the European tech startup scene every week. My goal is to have my guests share their wisdom while having a little fun in the process. Now let's dive in. Alexandrina, welcome to Innovators Can Laugh. How are you doing today? Hi,
1: Eric. Thanks for having me. Pretty good. Thank you very much.
0: How are you? <laughs> hey, I'm pretty good. I've got a little coat, so My voice sounds a little, a little strange, but I'm feeling good. It's like summer here in Bucharest, just like it is over there in Varna, right?
1: Yeah. It's over 20 degrees for the past few days and it's been amazing to yeah. be honest.
0: Yeah, for those in the States, that's like above 75, which is really strange for November. So Alexandrina, where did you grow up and how has that shaped your view of the world?
1: So I grew up in Varna, which is said to be the sea capital of Bulgaria because of the port. So we have a lot of commerce exchange here and it's also a very touristy city. So growing up, I've been meeting people from all over the world because, well, it's pretty nice weather. The quality of the resorts are very nice for the price. So we've had people from UK, Germany, Scandinavians, from Russia, from Ukraine. And that, of course, gives you a more broadened view on the world. And it also, you know, the sea gives you some kind of feeling of freedom. When you see the the vast horizon, you just kind of feel like, nothing is, is impossible. There's no end point. Yeah. So I would say that is something that gave me a lot. That gave me opportunity to, you know, to dream, if you would like to say so. And also I've been always very interested watching the ships coming and unloading the load and seeing how things are in the commercial world that are going on. So that was pretty interesting for me. So if it was a very dynamic city, although a very small one, it's not very small one. It's three, 300,000 people. Yeah. But it's a very dynamic city, so it kind of shaped me as the person I am today by you know me wanting to explore the world and being interested in commerce as well.
0: Yeah, no, I can definitely agree with you because the resorts, we've gone back there for the past two years, and I did see a lot of other tourists, you know, from Sweden and I think from Spain as well. It was really surprising because if you think Spain, there's beautiful beaches around Spain, but... Over there in Varna and along the seacoast of Bulgaria, the water's quite nice. The beaches are quite nice. And, and just like you said, the resorts are uh, sort of spectacular. I mean, uh, I think they're almost better than anything I saw in Cancun, <laughs> to be quite honest. Wow. <laughs> now, the partying is a different story. I think in Cancun, they're, yeah, they're on another level in terms of partying. But anyway, so as a kid, who did
1: you want to be when you grew up? Did you know that you were going to be an entrepreneur? I would say, so I didn't know that I wanted to have something on my own to make money on my own. Uh And the reason for that was because when I was eight or nine years old, my father was a businessman and who is an engineer. So he's a very structured person. He gave me an Excel file, which I had to (laughs) fill on a regular basis. At eight years
0: old. He's giving you Eight an Excel ago. file. Okay.
1: Yes. Okay. yes. So I, I started school earlier. So I, I started school at six. So he gave me two years hence. <laughs> okay. So I had to fill this Excel file every week for a month, which was all my grades. I used to go to a lot of different sports and, you know, let's say piano, guitar, languages. So I was a very active child. And then I had to feel whether I helped with the chores at home, meaning like, did I clean my room or the, did I help my mom? Did I clean the yard, et cetera? And based on that, he would give me money, which I understand why he did. And I'm very thankful for that, but I hated the idea of having to explain <laughs> myself to someone to get my money. So one of the things I did was things that were more easier, I would pay some amount of the money to the kids around the block to clean the yard, for example, or something like that, the younger ones. <laughs> so you so would
0: report he, on your Excel file that you cleaned the yard, but you would pay some other kids to do it.
1: Well, it's we clean at the end of the day, so does it really matter. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your so, like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this gave me the the understanding that I would not want to rely on anyone else for my money. Yeah, this is why I actually started working at 13. So I I started even earlier because I would start selling my old my old toys or clothes or things like that just to you know to, to to feel that kind of independence that like I don't need your Excel sheet and I can do my thing on my own. <laughs> I don't need your Excel sheet. That's yeah. funny.
0: That's funny. Okay. No, so. Yeah. I, I want to step back because I'm a dad, my son's five, and this is very interesting. And so I don't know if I'll give him an Excel file when he turns <laughs> eight, but I just want to know every month you guys would sit down and you would kind of show him your file and all the things and he would evaluate it and decide what your allowance would be based on everything you accomplished that month. Is that correct?
1: Well, kind of like that. So I would give him, you know, I would, at the beginning, he would show me how to fill it, of course, because I was eight and I didn't know how Excel... Ex- operated so he would explain me and then every last Sunday of the month I would give it I would present him to him and then he'll tell me okay like based on this and that and I have to mention that it included also how much I went out with my friends I like, which was important because he wanted to teach me that it's not all hard work you have to you know go out with for example if there was a month that I didn't go out a lot or I didn't socialize he would give me less money because he wanted to teach me that only working and, you know, hustling won't, won't help a lot to your mental and physical health, which was very important for me. So this, when they excel, this is very strange. A lot of people are shocked when I tell them, but it shaped me as a human to, to keep accountable about the things I do. And I would probably do that to my children, to be honest with you, because it really helped me a lot.
0: Okay, I am so fascinated by this. Is your father still alive?
1: Yes, he is, happily. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Because I want him to hear this story, and I want him to realize that what he did, he obviously knows already, but it's just great that now that you're an adult, and his parenting may have been a little strange at that time. I've never heard this myself but it paid off. And I think it's just a very remarkable story. So my hat's off to him as a father. Okay. So you had this Excel file. It seems like you get 13. You're like, wait a minute, dad, I can sell my own goods. I can make my own money. And so, so you, you became an entrepreneur at a very young age. What was your early, early journey like as an entrepreneur, starting from selling your own goods into how do, what did it transgress to?
1: So I was selling my goods from basically at the beginning with the Excel file because I knew things were not going very well for me. So I was so I was doing sports from six I was doing gymnastics and I was doing modern ballet and classical ballet. So at the age of 13, there was these girls that I knew they were working. they We were in the same ballet troupe. So they were working at another ballet troupe, which was a professional ballet where they would dance at events or things like that. So I wanted to join them. They were much older than me. They were 18 or something. And by so it's illegal to work at 13. So I decided I'll give it a try. So I went there. They had a, a training and I went to the... To the trainer, which is a Russian woman, ex-Barshoi Theater. I don't know how it's in English. The most famous theater in Russia. Okay. I don't know how it's in English, to be honest. Shame on me. <laughs> well, I
0: don't know either. So shame on me either, but go
1: ahead. Uh, yeah, but she, she was uh, an ex-trainer there, which is a very high quality of a trainer. And I went to her and I told her, I want to work for you. I want to work with uh, the other girls. And the, it was not only girls, dancing was boys. It was very, very... Very interesting, very, very difficult as well, because they did very difficult moves. Yeah. I told her that I want to work with her and she was like, you are 13. I cannot hire you. And plus there are people here are older and they're more professional. So no. <laughs> and then... I was super you know like disappointed because I really wanted to to try up and I love dancing so I just stopped everyone and started dancing in the middle of the room just to make her at least consider that and she was like okay you have the balls so let's figure out how can actually make that work so she she said that she cannot do that without the permission of my parents of course so next step was talking to my parents And then I went to my father with kind of, I was ready that he would like say, no, no way. I'm not letting my daughter at 13 dance at, you know, different events. And, you know, because sometimes it was in clubs and things like that. But he said, okay, so if you want to make money out of sports and you want to make money on your own, I'm fine with that. But we have to go through the, you know, legal requirements, which at that time was that I had to register as a circus artist. (laughs) Which is very interesting as well. So, yeah, and I was doing that until I was 18. So that was pretty awesome because I went to most of the big events in the country and in Varna, I danced in most of the the flashiest nightclubs and clubs and whatever there there was. So we traveled even abroad. And it was pretty fascinating. I mean, because of course... It doesn't always, doesn't always see something that a 13 year old child should see, you know, it's nighttime, but it was very, it helped me to shape as a person and to, to work even harder than the professional artists, because I was 13 and I was like very eager to prove myself and to show that I can dance and I can work and I can make my money. So that was pretty interesting. And that was my first job. Not exactly venture, I would say, but it was my first job. But yeah. it was like like freelancing, I would like to say. That, that's
0: crazy. So you're out and some of these events are like late at night, right? You're probably working like to past midnight on many occasions. And, and
1: on the day, I have to go to school. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. Basically, yeah. What kind of income were you pulling in? Like, I don't know, on an average week or month?
1: On a monthly basis, I could easily do around 1.5k euro. At an age of 14, that was that was 14 years ago. I'm 28 now. Yeah. So I was doing pretty good, I would say. And yes. at 16 and 17, at one point I gained some popularity, especially in Varna. So clubs and events would call me so I just could be at their event or a party just to be there with friends if I want. They would cover my drinking expenses, my eating expenses, whatever. Yeah. And they would pay me for that. So yeah, that which was very interesting. Of course, my, my dad didn't let me when I was 16, but when I turned 17, kind of loosened up, and at the age of 18, it was already legal, so it didn't really matter. Okay. So I,
0: I'm doing pretty good. Okay. All right. So what are you interested in lately? And lately, what are you working on lately?
1: <laughs> <laughs> After telling all that, well, <laughs> I was working, so my last job before COVID-19 was general manager at Carousel Club and Beach Bar, Sofia, which is one of the biggest nightclubs in Sofia. Okay. Just to give some you know context to people, because right now I'm in supplements and health. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and of course, COVID-19 came and by that time, I already decided that I have to move from this lifestyle because as it's fun and lucrative and fancy it could be, it, it also takes its toll. Okay. And it's usually quite expensive toll. So I decided I want to move from that. I was 26 by that time. And I had to, so I had to, my team was over 70 people. I had to do a lot of, I had tons of obligations. It was just a lot on my plate. And I decided that I want to take some time off during COVID and decide what I actually want to do with my life. And during this time, I started doing my, you know, some some self-care, doing face masks and hair masks and things like that. And at some point, I started reading more about how to actually make something which is not made of sour milk and eggs, which are the homemade usually products. And I started purchasing homemade cosmetics ingredients from UK and Germany. I started mixing actual products and and putting them on Instagram stories. And at some point, my friends started like, can you make me one? Can you make me one? Can you make me one? And at some point, there were like 200 orders in like two months or so. Well. Wow. <laughs> yeah i was like okay i might actually have a business here and this and was for I, a
0: face mask that you were you were using and showing on instagram
1: exactly i was doing it with so this is quite dangerous don't do it home like homemade products there's a reason that they're done in special laboratories
0: yeah but how were you describing the product why was there a demand for it because of your popularity or because you were saying that this feels better than other things out there in the marketplace
1: Because people are crazy about homemade stuff because they think it's more natural. So there's this huge misconception that the big brands, they just want to poison you and they put all kinds of stuff in their products and things like that, which is not at all true. I mean, so... People like kind of very, atta- and they kind of, without me saying that things are natural, they kind of thought, oh, it's homemade. It means it's natural and it's organic. And then she picks up the stuff from her garden and she just makes it, which was not the, the box. And I had actually a very difficult time explaining to people that this is, I don't have a certificate. I make I make it in my kitchen. and I even filmed like roses so people don't get confused. Well, how people wanted to get yeah. confused about it. So I sat down and read a lot about how to to build the business around it, did a financial model, okay. applied for a program, and get my first financing, which is a very small financing it was ten thousand euros, something like that. But it was enough to start with cosmetics. and we were actually the first Bulgarian company that produced CBD cosmetics.
0: Okay. And- okay, the, okay, let's take, take a step back here. <clears throat> was the financing from like an accelerator? Or was it somebody who reached out to you and said, I want to be like an angel investor? Like, can you describe that
1: experience? No, no. it was, so it was a middleman institution from the European bank. So the European bank, you know, they they give money to other institution and I just applied with my business plan, with my financial plan. And it was a credit, credit. It wasn't like, you know, equity finance or something like that.
0: Okay, have you taken any, around that time, did you take any workshops like for startups or accelerators or anything like that?
1: Later on, no. In the beginning, no. I actually did it all myself because I, like like I like to say, I Google my way through life. Like, Basically, we have all the information needed. And as I mentioned, I'm pretty good with structures. <laughs> so I found it all on my own. And later on, I, I joined an accelerator because of the contacts and the networking rather than the knowledge itself.
0: Yeah. Okay. Oh, this, is, this is just so crazy. Okay. So where are you at now? Like, like how many customers do you have? Are you just sort of delivering your product just in Bulgaria? Like what's the state currently?
1: So with our CBD company, we with CBD Cosmetics, we started selling CBD oils, which are categorized as supplements. Mm-hmm. And for the past year, two years, we had over 2,000 customers and we're only operating in Bulgaria. And we do plan to expand around Romania, but there's a lot of work to do in Bulgaria still because people still are asking us questions about, would it get me high or things like that about the CBD product. So we do have a lot of work here before going. We wanted to enter Romania, but then like we talked to a few venture capitalists and they were like, first do this, this, and this, and then figure out how to enter Romania, which was very, how to say, awakening (laughs) about our mess and where we are. And what, what I found really fascinating is the misinformation. So if you think in the cosmetic industry, the misinformation is bad in the supplement industry, things are worse, like much worse. The regulation is very bad. And especially in the CBD field, because CBD is a new ingredient, fairly new ingredient. And there's a lot of speculation going on about what it actually does and how it does it. And people are very confused and most brands and influencers take advantage of that. And this is something that just makes me very angry. And when I, what we do good at Ballygo is that we actually extract information from clinical trials, the the ones that are available now. When synthesize them and inform people in more understandable ways, we have a doctor on our team. She's a doctor in Germany, so she helps with that part. And people are trusting us, and that's why they're coming back and back and back. And one thing I found very interesting is people started asking us about other type of supplements. For example, they they, they like they send us not to me personally, but to the to the page of the brand. They send us like. Should I drink this vitamin C or this vitamin C you know like we are not authorized to yeah. you know to give you advice on this but if you want to find reliable resources you can read here 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 yeah. and this happened over and over again which showed me that there's a hunger for for understandable synthesized information and for the past few weeks I've been talking to people from all over the world and I interviewed around I don't know 300 and some people and everyone has the same issue And it's with the ongoing misinformation that brands put out their marketing misinformation, with the claims they make, and also a lot of label inaccuracies. And I'm not talking about only CBD, I'm talking about all kinds of supplements. So we are talking about products that are top rated on Amazon, that actually contain things in the product that are not mentioned on the label, and this is this is huge. This is very bad. And so we were talking with my co-founders and we decided that we want to find, to find out another company that, not to find out, but to establish a new company that would somehow set the standard in the industry. And we decided we'll do that by working with only brands that first, they, they do third lab tests on their products meaning that you know that they test in, in labs that they have nothing in common with yeah. about the quality of their ingredients, which is very important. Mm-hmm. They have the certificates that they claim that they have. Meaning if you say that you're vegan or natural bio, you you, you can like provide the actual certificate and they don't use unethical marketing approaches. And there, there's some out there that are very good. They're not all in the EU. Most of them are in the United States or in Australia. So we decided we want to go for that. And we're now building that venture. (laughs) So together with the CBD company, we're building a new one right now. So yeah, that's what we're on right now.
0: Awesome. Awesome. That is great to hear Alexandria. Okay. A few other questions sort of about you, your personality, but also about your business here. So what was a specific hire that you made that really changed the company for you in a great way? You mentioned that you have a doctor on the team now, but has there been another hire that has been really
1: impactful? Well, the doctor, she's a co-founder. She's not a hire, it's important to mention. I would say a marketing expert who also had the technical expertise, meaning that she knows how to set up, let's say WooCommerce and Sendy and things that need technical understanding of what is possible, what if not, because sometimes as a founder, you can get crazy. You want this and that and this and that. And if you don't have the technical background, which I don't, you need someone who knows both marketing and technical needs to explain this to you. So this was a game changer. I learned with her a lot, like a lot, a lot. And it, it was definitely a, a game changer. Okay. So you're on WooCommerce. Are you also on other platforms
0: like Shopify?
1: I do, yeah. Shopify is pretty, pretty good. I'm actually thinking about changing to Shopify.
0: Okay. What's been the biggest driver? Like what channel in terms of customers? Is it still Instagram or something else?
1: For CBD, well, one interesting thing, Meta doesn't allow ads for CBD because it, it forbids it because it, it says it's a drug. This is because different countries have different regulations on CBDs too. And just, it's easier for them just to ban them. So for us, what was working a lot and it still is, is influencer marketing. Okay, But I do, I take my time to do the due diligence with the influencers. So I dig very deep on their, like what they, what, what they've advertised, how they talk to their followers. I very, very quickly observe how they, they respond to the information that I'm giving them because as I said, it's very important not to share misleading information. It's easy to do that and they're used to do that. So it's a long process and it's an expensive one. So
0: yes, influencers. How are you connecting with them? Are you using an agency or is there a platform that you're using?
1: No, I'm just looking for them. So, well, working in the clubs for so long helped me knowing a lot of people. So some of them I know, some of them that I don't know, I ask someone that I know knows them to make me a warm intro (laughs) so I can talk and understand better the values of the influencer. So I I probably take too much time in that, but I very much pride myself in what we do and the way we do it. So I really am very specific about the people I want to work with. So yeah, so warm intros.
0: Okay. What's a habit that you, that has really contributed to a lot of your success? A habit that you consistently do?
1: Making my bed first thing in the morning. Okay. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Now I've heard there was a commencement speech or, or something where somebody mentioned that because it kind of gives you your sense of accomplishment very early in the day.
1: That is more, that, that is my father again. Like he, <laughs> <the> door, <laughs> I mean, he would not let me leave my, my room in the mornings until I make my bed. And with this, again, I'm very thankful for him to him because like the discipline, the, you know, you just know you have this one thing. And there, even if I'm staying at a hotel, I've never like left my bed messy. Like, I don't do that. I don't like that. And so, yeah, that's, that's one thing.
0: Okay. All right. What was the highest stakes negotiation that you have been
1: in? Oh, wow. <laughs> I would like to say my first job when I asked my dad if I can work <laughs> for, for the globe. But no, that's a difficult one. Hmm. I'm not sure, to be honest. Oh, probably when I was talking to to the main expert of the country for food and cosmetics regulation when it came to the CBD. So I had to kind of negotiate with him the terms on for us on registrating the product because so right before we registered the product, bef- like the EU commission w- didn't still have this regulation where it said like, we, we forbid all the European countries to forbid CBD commerce. Mm-hmm. So it was right before that, when we started. So I had to talk to him to allow us to test and make our products because we knew this, this legislation will come. It was just a matter of time, so I had to talk to him and to negotiate with him so that he could allow us okay. to That's do right. that. It wasn't illegal, but it wasn't legal either, so we, it was in the gray area. Yeah. Probably, if I didn't talk to him, it wouldn't much matter. But it, it was just, you know, it, it gave us the, the 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 sense of you know of yeah. a really established yeah. brand, well, security established brand. We we very much pride ourselves in the way we work in our principles. Yeah. So, and he was he was okay with that. It took some time, but at the end of the day, he gave us a huge support and he was advi- advised us on some things, which was very important for us.
0: Yeah, okay. Last question for you. <clears throat> this is just really a fun question. What is a word that rhymes with date or heart or kiss? Date, skate, heart, uh, like one word or different words? One word you could pick from those three. So date, heart, or kiss. We're on date (laughs) skate. Okay, skate. Okay. Alexandrina, thank you so much for being on Innovators to Laugh. I will include links to Alexandrina's LinkedIn profile as well as her website. And for everybody listening, feel free to share Innovators to Laugh with your friends. That's how we grow. And until next week, goodbye and continue hustling out there. Cheers.